0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's time for. Here we go, here we go, here we go! Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows
0: home improvement. Well, welcome in. Got another big week ahead for everybody. Very exciting stuff. Boomer, how are you? You know what? I'm
2: doing great, Mike. We got a lot to get to this week, simply because there are no buys in the NFL schedule. Kind of a quirky type of thing. And uh, got started off with an interesting game in Buffalo on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, let, let's let's talk about that to start. Because I the, the, everyone's talking about the Hail Mary. But let, let's do something with a declarative statement to open. And it's not all their fault. With with Jones out, with Tredavious White, with, with, with um, Matt Milano. Boomer, I don't know that the Bills are a playoff team. i got to be honest with you. I think they're sloppy. I think Josh Allen's going to be asked to do it all by himself. And last night, look, if Chris Godwin had any awareness, that's touchdown they lose. I just want to know where you're at with this team. Can they overcome the defensive injuries?
2: I don't Long-term. think that I don't think they can. Um, I think that their window is closed for a Super Bowl. I still think that Josh Allen gives him a chance in every single game. And when he plays like he did last night, doing Josh Allen things, right. uh, he creates a lot of problems for opposing defenses, especially when they play in Buffalo. And that's really the ultimate advantage that they do have, especially when we get into January and February. So I don't. You know, I don't suspect that they're going to be a team that's going to be in the Final Four. I think that they're going to be a good team, but I think their defensive uh, problems, uh, they're, they're actually smaller on defense than you would think. And and the fact that Matt Milano is not in the middle of that defense, that is the biggest loss.
0: Yeah, and, and it's an injury at every level of the defense. I think the other thing, and then we'll get to the rundown. I, I want to know your take. I didn't love the idea of McDermott taking over the defense. I, I, I just, I don't feel like... Anything there is sharp. I I don't feel like anything, like, you know, you talked for years about Dayball's value to what they did and to Josh Allen and how, you know, the offense was precision. It was a machine. I I feel like there's a lot of slippage in Buffalo. I I don't, I haven't loved McDermott taking over. I wanted your take on that.
2: Well, you remember they had Leslie Frazier as their defense coordinator, then he disappeared. And he disappeared after that 13-second debacle out in Kansas City uh, in the playoffs. And I'm not really sure what, you know, has gone on there in terms of the coaching staff. I don't follow it that closely to understand yep. all the internal dynamics there. But usually when a head coach gets involved with calling plays on his side of the ball, that means that there's no confidence in the building as to who was doing it previously. So I, I you know, the, these types of things, all they do is raise red flags. And it's just another reason why they're, they're a good team, but they're not going to be the team that they were, let's say, two years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, let's get to the rundown.
1: The NFL Rundown.
0: All right, Booms, I want to be positive about somebody I'm normally negative about, and I mean this. There's no smarm, there's no sarcasm. Lamar Jackson played the single best half of football I've ever seen him play. Last week, first half against the Lions, using his mobility to buy time, not to run, operating in the pocket accurately. I couldn't have been more impressed. True or false, if that's the brand-new Lamar, if we're going to get that version of Lamar, the Ravens are going to replace the Bills as a Super Bowl threat in the AFC. All
2: right, well, that's the MVP version of Lamar that we saw a few years back. And all I say to you, Mike, and I said this to you last week going into the game against the Lions, the Lions would have to stop him from making the off-platform plays, which is he's gotten so good at. And I know that they bring in a new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin and things are going to be different there. But I don't see a different Lamar Jackson than I saw back when he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's still running, making plays and broken plays. I mean, there was one situation where he was in the pocket and actually pirouetted out of the pocket and completed a pass down the field. That is the Lamar Jackson that is the MVP. So this whole notion that he's different and he's going to throw the ball 45 times and it's always going to be from the pocket, I mean, it's ridiculous. He's too good of an athlete and – he could do so many things on the field that very few players can do on the field, and you know, his... no, I
0: agree with you. And but his... hold on, there's a middle ground. There's oh. a middle ground here. Boomer, he is being more patient. He had an opportunity in the red zone where last year he runs, he stayed as long as he could, and I, I forget who he found over the middle. But that's the the small differential that takes him from being very good to great to me.
2: Well, I you know he's getting older. There's no question about that. Maybe he's not quite as you know comfortable running the ball I don't know but the the other aspect here too and I should have looked at this last week and I didn't because I picked the Lions to win this game was the Shame. fact that Lamar Jackson is 16 and 1 against NFC teams mm. and the only reason why I think that that number is that significant is because teams don't get to see him but every 4 years and if you don't see somebody you know, religiously like the Steelers see him, the Bengals see him, and of course the Browns see him. They're used to playing against them. The first time you get on the field and you see what he's capable of doing, uh, you know, he's going to shock you, and I think he's going to do the same thing to Arizona this week.
0: Quick note, Ravens, with the trade deadline coming up on the 31st, I wanted to throw this your way. We had mentioned a player last week, and it, it really dawned on me when I was prepping the show this week. This is a match made in heaven for this guy, and we didn't figure it out. If you're the Ravens, how do you not pick up the phone and call the Giants about Saquon Barkley? Doesn't Barkley elevate them? Dobbins done for the year. They're doing it with smoke and mirrors at the running back position. You put Saquon in that offense. Doesn't that elevate them?
2: I think you put Saquon in any offense. If he stays healthy, he's gonna elevate them and that certainly would help the the Ravens. The big the big thing about the Giants, I know you're a Giant fan and for all the Giant fans in New York is What happens if they lose to the Jets this week? Then I think you got to start thinking about trades. And the trade deadline, obviously, is on the 31st, so it's right around the corner. And I would imagine that Joe Shane and Brian Dable and John Mara and the powers that be over there at the Giants have already thought about certain players that they would be willing to trade if they lose to the Jets this weekend.
0: Let's go to the Dolphins. Obviously, you can play this two ways. One of the storylines on the broadcast, they haven't played anybody. You know, the teams they've beaten are five in a million. I took a different approach. I mean, you're going into Philly on a Sunday night. The injuries, I thought, just really neutered them. Down three o lineman. linemen. You're down, obviously Ramsey hasn't played all year, but then you're down Xavier Howard. You got Kehoe, who's a slot, playing the outside. What was your takeaway? Was that game more about the Eagles – or more about the Dolphins?
2: I think the game was more about the Eagles. Um, You know, they were coming off of a bad loss against the Jets, and Jalen Hurts played poorly. I thought that it was a long week for Jalen. I thought he was going to play well. Uh, He did play well. The Dolphins are a different team away from their building. The good news for the Dolphins for their last five games on their schedule are at home, and those games are going to be the ones that determine how deep they go in the playoffs. And when they do play at home, and we'll see it this week against the New England Patriots, They're a completely different team. Now, I think Raheem Mostert will play this week. And remember, no Devin Ajaan yet. He's not back. Um, He won't be back for a couple more weeks. But they're still a track team when they play in their building.
0: Let me ask you this question, Eagles-wise. Howie Roseman just keeps doing it. It, it, It's almost like he runs this team and goes, I'm going to go big game hunting only. They make a trade for Kevin Byard, shore up the safety position. How big of an impact?
2: Well, he's a two-time All-Pro player, and they have problems at the safety position with the injuries that you were talking about. So why not bring in somebody that is established, somebody that by virtue of being on the Eagles and leaving the Titans should have a little pep in his step. I think it's a great ad by Howie Roseman. He's smart, and he knows where his defense is weak. Their offense is fine. You know, once Jalen Hurts settles down, in which he, I, I think he will now, uh, they're fine. Look at A.J. Brown's numbers over the last five games. They're unbelievable. They are unbelievable. off the charts. And this and this comes when he was complaining about six weeks ago about not getting the ball. And all they've done is feed him each and every week. So that tells me that Jalen Hurts and his offense are going to be fine. And this is why Howie Roseman went out and got Bayard.
0: Just got to get – we got to make sure Hurts' knee is okay. And I don't know when he hurt it. I don't know if that was during the week or in-game. A little bit of weirdness with the injury report. But – clearly the knees bugging him a little bit but as long as he's healthy no you're 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 right i did have a question from my listeners in detroit uh big listeners of this show uh both digitally and over the air and i was asked this question a couple of times is why does boomer love this bob badget kid with chicago so much uh, that comes by way of one of my friends here at the station a man named jim costa what, what it, you had to be beaming with pride. I almost feel like Bobby Badgett is like your, 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 your new kid. What, what's the story here? Why right, well, do you my, like this Well, guy my so new much?
2: kid's name is Tyson Bajan.
0: Not <laughs> <That's laughs> Bad- my kid. It's not Bobby Badgett, it's Tyson <laughs> Bajan. You know why I
2: love Tyson Bajan? Because he loves football, and he showed you that he loves football by, I believe, by playing 53 games in college at a place called Shepherd University in West Virginia. Nobody sure. knew who he was. Nobody, <laughs> nobody understood what he was all about. I mean, West Virginia didn't want him. Uh, you know, Pitt didn't want him. Nobody in his neighborhood wanted him. So he went and played football at Shepard because he loves playing football. And I love the fact that his dad is an arm wrestling champion. I think his dad's got a great personality. Uh, and when you are getting the story. Right, and when you listen to this kid and you hear his story and you, he talks about loving ball and he even told the coaches on the Bears, you know, don't hold back the playbook. I know it. I can do it. So I didn't see any panic in his game at all last week. I'm not saying the Raiders gave him any reason to be panicked, but I will say that this week will be a little different story because they're going to be playing Monday night against the Chargers, and you and I both know the Chargers are desperate, and when you're playing a desperate team in the (laughs) league, it's a little bit different for you, but I'm still rooting for this kid.
0: And you know what? I will, too, because my disdain of Brandon Staley just reaches new highs each week. <laughs> I know. Boomer. I can't. Here's my question. I'll, I'll, I'll simplify because maybe it's not all on him. But, I mean, Boomer, they, they have the talent. They have the quarterback. Hell, they got the uniforms. They always look great out there. But what is missing where the Chargers just keep being the Chargers? What is missing here? I don't know, you know, when uh, Brandon
2: Staley was with uh, Sean McVay at the Rams, and they had Aaron Donald, and they had a great defense, and you know everybody was crediting Brandon Staley with being this you know new wave defense coordinator, and it was all going to be great for the Chargers. I, I I don't know if it's the analytics decisions over the years that have killed them on the fourth and ones, and how many times they failed in these situations, uh, managing games at the end of games. But at the end of the day, what? And, to me, what an NFL head coach is all about, it's about inspiring his team to greater levels. You know, being in there, being respected, uh, being appreciated as the head coach, always being able to push the right buttons. I don't know if you saw what Austin Eckler said when they were asked about, uh, when he was asked about Brandon Staley's uh, job situation. He just said, I'm just here to do my own job. Yeah, that was I'm that,
0: here so I don't get fined.
2: Right, but that was not, you know, it just was not a supportive enough answer for me.
0: No. And that they tells know.
2: me that there's an issue in that locker room.
0: They know. Um, all right, you want issues? Unpack this one. I feel like each week it gets weirder. Deshaun Watson, quote, not in a space to return, close quote. Doctors clear him. I don't, I, he he passed concussion protocol, didn't go back in the game. Bo- boomer, boomer. What the hell is going on in Cleveland with this? It's, weird.
2: it's a weird thing. So Deshaun had to come out and diffuse some of the criticism that was coming at him this week. And I understand why. Interestingly enough, in the game uh, that Buffalo just played against Tampa Bay, they took Josh Allen and put him in the blue tent. He had a shoulder injury. And after the game, he was talking about, you know, when you're throwing shoulder, all of a sudden you think differently. And you're thinking, oh, my God, what is it? What is it? And I think that's where Deshaun Watson is right now. He's got a rotator cuff injury in that right throwing shoulder. He gets slammed to the ground last week against the Colts. Maybe something got jarred loose. Maybe he felt it again. And I guess Kevin Stefanski just wants to make sure that he is 100% healthy before he puts him back on the field. I don't think this is anything to do with Deshaun Watson not wanting to play football. I, You know, <laughs> That, that thought process to me is so foreign for a guy making that much money and being an NFL quarterback. As an NFL quarterback, no matter what the situation is, Mike, I'm telling you, you want to be on the field and you want to be
0: playing. So so how do you handle it? Because it, it, it's clear something's amiss. Do you do you try to push the goalposts out a couple of weeks, stick with P.J. Walker? I mean, I was reading the Cleveland papers. Terry Pluto who's a well-known columnist there for years. They're talking about bringing Jacoby Brissett back. I mean, how do you play this? Because he's not really helping them. He's not.
2: Well, I know he's not helping him because the only way that he should be helping them is on the field. I, I But I don't, I don't feel like at this point there's anything nefarious going on. Not like he's trying to get out of Cleveland. He no. doesn't want to play. I'm, I don't feel that way. I feel like he is worried about his shoulder, and he's not really sure exactly – What's wrong with it? I, I'm assuming that they have taken MRIs, that they've taken scans, that they've taken X-rays, and they haven't seen anything. Because if they have saw some, or if they had seen something, then they would feel more comfortable about saying don't play. I feel like there's just there's something going on there where I believe was happening in Baltimore last year with Lamar Jackson at the end of the year. But I can make an argument for Lamar Jackson not playing at the end of the year or last year because he was waiting for that contract.
0: Contract here, right?
2: Deshaun has right. got the contract, so it's a weird. You know what's deal. crazy
0: about it? What's crazy about it? And I know we're we're running short on time. Is I mean that defense last week, notwithstanding, it's Super Bowl good. They're winning games. Yep. You know they had the horrific loss of Nick Chubb, and all they really need is for is for Deshaun to be seventy five, eighty percent of what he used to be. And right now, he looks like a guy who's about a third of what he used to be. How about
2: Cleveland and Saquon Barkley?
0: I don't hate it. Boomer, I don't hate it. And listen, as a Giants fan, you know where I'm at. And I'm sorry if Giant fans get upset. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They were way ahead of schedule last year. Make the deal. We'll we'll cover more of it. I got a lot more to ask you. We got to get to the picks as well. Right now, though, let me give you a word about Casamigos Tequila, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the family of Casamigos Tequilas: the Reposado, the Añejo, the Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. And Casamigos Tequila reminds you to please celebrate responsibly.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We are back. It is the picks. Uh, nice bounce back for me, seven and three. Just, just trying to build the foundation. Boomer, we'll leave it as mistakes were made. Um, I like this slate. I really do. Quick note, because, Boomer, I know you're, you're partially enamored with and partially horrified with some of the tidbits I offer. Last week, just a sign to the people when we talk about you got to bet ugly stuff. Last week, teams that had at least 75% of the tickets, we call those public teams, there were eight of them. Do you know what the record was last week, Boomer?
2: Uh, well, one and seven. Oh, and eight. Oh, and eight. There you go. You
0: have to get into the mud And bet nonsense. That's the only way to survive in this league. I actually really like this slate because there's nine home underdogs. That's generally where I live. Let's get to the picks.
1: Picks of the week.
0: So let's start out with one of those home dogs. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars laying two-and-a-half. They travel to Pittsburgh, who might be the worst 4-2 and two team in history. Boomer, what do you got?
2: Uh, Pittsburgh, one of two teams that have been outgained in every game thus far this year. The other team, the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know how Mike Tomlin's doing this. I really don't.
0: He's awesome, that's how.
2: Well, they get turnovers, they run the ball a little bit, and all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett makes a throw. Um, I, I, I just got to believe that Mike Tomlin, at home, Against the Jaguars, it's going to be a little bit colder on Sunday than it has been uh, around the week uh, around uh, here this week. So I'm going to take the home dog here. If I've learned anything from you, from the Pittsburgh Steelers,
0: <laughs> don't be disappointed in me. Okay, I actually, I actually am going to go Jags here. I can't. The analytics, and you, you, you brought up some of them, Boomer. It's like outrunning a speeding train. Eventually, <laughs> this stuff catches up to you in this league. I'm going to go Jags, Jets giants jets laying a flat three and i and people if you're not in new york one of boomers co-workers went nuts zach wilson on vacation on the bye i mean booms you're losing cabin pressure over well there. time away,
2: time. Away. you're talking about sean marash i don't consider him a, co- a co-worker he works somewhere else he's from Ooh. mars he's not from here he's from mars but he's a huge giant no, fan he's a huge giant fan he loves tweaking the jet fan Here's the deal. I've been tweaking the Giant fan this week. No Andrew Thomas. No Daniel Jones. I think the Giant offense has actually been better with Tyrod Taylor. It's been more efficient. It's been more relaxed. It hasn't been helter-skelter. And he hasn't turned the ball over. But I think the Jet defense is that good. Uh, They are going to get back D.J. Reed and Sauce Gardner for this game. They have given opposing quarterbacks a hell of a time playing against them so i will take the Jets and i su- I suspect that they're going to get three or four turnovers in this game
0: and look for that reason the jets are probably the right side I'm actually going to veto this one if I had to pick it it would be the Giants i cannot take Zach Wilson as a field goal favorite in this football league and I understand got- he's gotten got it
2: i was gonna say and you got to take the under right
0: oh 100 percent. you could put this under at like 28 i'd probably take the under this is gonna be like a little kids football game 10-7 and orange slices for all uh let's go <laughs> texans lay the three and a half at carolina what do you got i am
2: taking the texans i think that uh you and the, the interesting thing in this game it's the first and second overall draft picks going against each other bryce young and cj stroud and i think all of us who have watched these games with C.J. Stroud in them feel like he's so ahead of schedule, and he looks so much better than Bryce Young right now. Doesn't mean that he's going to have a better career than Bryce Young, but at the moment, I would say he's he's ahead of Bryce. And I think that the I think that the Panthers, you know, they're not getting any offense. Uh, they their defense has been giving up big plays. I'm going to go with the Texans here on the road.
0: Yeah, it's it's a brutal situational play to take a rookie laying three and a half on the road. But I think that is everything Boomer just said. It's a credibility line to how good Stroud has been. And i got to be honest, I think D'Amico Ryans has ran a, a pretty buttoned-up operation uh, for a young team, and I'll continue to say it. Will Anderson is going to explode at some point this year. But I'm going to take the Texans, lay to three and a half. That's mainly a play against the Panthers more than anything else, guys. Dolphins laying nine and a half, hosting the Pats.
2: I just think that... Uh... The Dolphins are a little bit banged up. I know that they're so much better at home than they are on the road. Bill Belichick will have something to slow down the Dolphins. I don't think the Belt, uh, uh, Patriots are going to win the game, but I think they'll keep it within the number. I could see this being like yeah. a 27-20 game. I'm going to take the Patriots.
0: I'm with you. Dolphins down 3-0 linemen, down A-Shane. You're down a couple of corners. Here's the other thing. Maybe I'm convincing myself. You give Belichick that second crack at you. He'll have something better than that three-high-safety nonsense he tried in in the first round of this one. I will take the Patriots. Atlanta, yuck, laying two-and-a-half at the Titans, who may have given up on their season. Well, it looks like they
2: got Will Levis starting for them this week. And, you know, just because of that, I'm going to go with the Falcons. You know, the Falcons are, again, this is like one of these anomaly teams. They're leading the NFC South. Uh, this is a team that's got a lot of great athletes on it. It's just lead, it's missing direction at the quarterback position, as you as you've I, I often this. Point, you often point out on the show.
0: And I'm not going to make this anti-Ritter. It was the whole operation, Boomer. They had six trips inside the twenty. They fumbled away three of them. I, I just what I just wanna and then ask here's you the this, other thing. I want
2: to ask you Go ahead. this question. Go ahead. What why. It's got to be something going on with B. John Robinson. They said illness. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. I how, mean, what, yeah. How, how do you
0: not just tell us the kid's got a headache? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't understand it. Here's the other thing, Boomer. We started the show. This is. I mean, I can't believe we're at the, almost at the halfway point. We talked about this kid had a shot to lead the league in rushing, and we're going to give him 300 touches. Are Are you going to take this kid out of bubble wrap? What the hell were you doing taking him at eight overall? What am I missing?
2: I, I don't know. That's that's the other thing. So I would think this week we're going to see a lot of him. I, I just feel like that's going yeah. to be the case this week.
0: I, I just, hey, it's Vrabel at home as a dog, respect. But when you go and you trade your team leader on D, you you don't have your starting quarterback. I, I, I can't. And the problem is i got to trust Desmond Ritter to go on the road and not implode. I'll do it, but very tepidly. Atlanta. Vikings laying two at Green Bay. You know what to do here.
2: Yeah, I know. I know what to do here. I know what to do here.
0: Don't do it.
2: I am going to do it. I'm going to go with the Vikings.
0: Oh, Boomer. (laughs) Bless your heart. Come on, man. Come on, man.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings because of Kirk Cousins. I am so rooting for this guy. Everybody's crapping all over him for years. You know, the Vikings are done with him. All he does is goes goes out there and throws for over 350 yards against one of the best defenses. Lead, leads his team without Justin Jefferson to a huge upset win over the 49ers. I'm sticking with Kirk Cousins on the road here at Lambeau.
0: All right, I'm going opposite. I got to take the home divisional dog, and they're desperate. This is a back-against-the-wall spot for the pack. Aaron Jones back fully. And Vikings riding high. It's an up-down league. It's a week-to-week league. I'm going Packers. Cowboys laying six, hosting the Rams.
2: Cowboys are at home finally. Uh, They are Mm -hmm. a different team at home than they are on the road. Um, I do like what uh, the the Rams have done with Puka Nakua. He's he's a terrific rookie. He may be your rookie of the year right there if it's not for C.J. Stroud. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I'm going to lay the six points, and uh, hopefully the Cowboys are going to show up and put up one of those 30 spots on a Rams team that really is still trying to find itself.
0: Yeah, and I think the Cowboys have what it takes. Obviously, without Trayvon Diggs, they're still not totally living in that new world. That's hard to get over a loss like that, but they're front against this O line. No Kyron Williams. I'm going to go Cowboys. Lay the six. The next game, we're going to give Boomer another crack at this to see if he can get the right answer. Eagles laying seven at the Commanders. Yeah. You know, I know what to I do. I do know what
2: to do in this game because this is going to be a bounce-back game because this has been a long week for the Commanders. Yes. I am taking the Commanders here within yes. the division. Home dog. I think that they will keep it close. They're not going to win the game. Uh, the Eagles are a little different you know, on the road than they are at home. That's the case with a lot of these top teams. But I think the commanders somehow, someway will fight for Ron Rivera, and they'll keep this game close.
0: Hey, let's be real. I don't think anybody wants to anger Jonathan Allen anymore. So why don't we just go ahead and play better? Because he looked like he wanted to kill someone in the postgame interviews. Commanders take the seven. Saints Colts. Oh. This game should not be televised. Oh. Colts getting one and a half. You know what? I can't. I can't. I can't do it with this Saints offense. So, here, here's the reveal. I'm taking the Colts because I hate Derek Carr. All right. I said it.
2: I'm taking the Saints, and I'm taking the Saints because – not because I hate Derek Carr. I just think – I remember myself going into a new offense, and it took me about five to six weeks before I finally figured out what the hell was going on and what everybody was doing and what my responsibilities were. And once I figured it out, the light went on, and we took off. And it was later on in my career at the Arizona Cardinals. So, I – I see a little bit of this going on with Derek Carr right now where he's just afraid just to to let it go. And I think they're getting close, I really do. So I'm going to pick the Saints here on the road at the
0: Colts. Nothing says football like Sun Devil Stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take the Colts. I, I just, Like I said, I can't do it with the Saints. Seahawks, this is now out to four, Boomer. So let's use the updated line. Seahawks laying four, hosting the Browns.
2: Yeah, I see that you have veto written down here. I think I was going to veto <laughs> this one anyway because you know it is PJ Walker. This game last week between the Browns and the Colts was amazing. Incredible. Uh, it was the most. And, and, you know, you could not predict anything that was happening in that game. The one thing I will say is yeah. that Geno Smith should win this game. I mean, he's the yes. best player on the field, and he should win the game. So I'm I'm not going to pick the game, but if I were, I would take the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I, I lean that direction. I think what scares me is I go back to the when they played the Bengals, right? Geno's not processing, and he's hanging on to this rock and taking hits and sacks, and man, if you're going to do that against this Browns D, rough. But the problem is, even though P.J. Walker isn't losing games, he's also not winning them. I mean, he's got three interceptions, no touchdowns. I just stayed away from it. it, it the points bother me. It could be a field goal game, but I can't bet on P.J. Walker going into Seattle. And I'm not comfortable with Seattle. So, yeah, veto for me. Chiefs laying seven and a half at Denver.
2: Well, we all about know about these numbers. Uh, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes own the Denver Broncos. They don't lose to the Denver Broncos. So, if I had the money line, I'd be putting it right there on the Chiefs and they're going to win. Uh, the thing about the Broncos is that they keep all these games close. The question is whether or not. They can keep it within a touchdown. I think they can. I'm going to take the Broncos, and I'll take the points at home.
0: Oh, God help me. I promised that myself I would not end up on the Broncos ever again. But you're right. You're right. And I got away with the, bet, the Chiefs laying the 5.5. I know what the data is. Mahomes does not cover north of 6, 6.5. I, I got to do it, but plug your nose. I'll take Denver. I hate myself. That's how you know you got the right pick in the NFL. You look in the mirror, and you say, I hate you that that's how Ravens laying nine at Arizona.
2: Yeah. I'm taking the Ravens here. I don't, you know, I, they asked um, Lamar Jackson this week about, you know, this a lay down spot. You're overlooking this team. And Lamar had the right answer. We ain't looking over anybody. Uh, you know, every team is tough. Every game is tough. I just don't like where the Cardinals are right now. And I know that Kyler Murray is back. Practicing is not going to play in this game. So I will stick with the Ravens. I'll lay the nine points.
0: I'm with you. I mean, Arizona, if you wanted an alternate way to play this, you could maybe bet Arizona in the first half and then go Ravens in the second half. I I just, Arizona at halftime, they run out of gas. There's only so much you can do, so much you can scheme. Their limitations become apparent. Um, I've done a pretty good job betting against Arizona the last four weeks. I'm going to keep doing it. Let's go Ravens, lay the nine. Chargers laying nine and a half at the against the Bears. All right,
2: this is uh, my one of my veto picks here. So no,
0: yes. What I, about Bobby Badgett? Come I, on, I,
2: it's Tyson Badgett. <laughs> it's not Bobby Badgett. And I'm telling you, I'm sticking with Tyson Badgett to win the game. But I am I am not picking this game. I'm not I'm not going along with that.
0: Uh, it's, hey, I'll adopt him for the week. Give me the nine and a half. The Chargers shouldn't be nine and a half point favorites over neighborhood child <laughs> football teams. Give me the Bears. Let's go to Monday night. Garoppolo is in line to start. Time of taping. Lions laying seven and a half. If Jimmy,
2: if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. Uh, Mike, I am taking the Raiders. I'll take the points. I think the wow. Lions will win. They'll bounce back. They had, a, you know, it's been a long week for them. Uh, I always used to hate playing teams that were coming off of blowouts the next week because you always got their best effort. And I think the you know, Lions will win the game, but I think the Patriots will keep it close.
0: Here's I mean, the uh, Raiders. Boomer, the Raiders oh, I got me. you. Here's a stat. Here's where Boomer might be right. The Lions are the biggest public team of the week. 97% of tickets. 96% of the money. Lions. You do not want to be on that side. Which means we plug our nose and we put the eye patch on. Raiders, give me a 7.5. Boomer. Tell the people what they'll be sipping on why the hell they're watching that.
2: Well, you and I will both be sipping on it. What goes great with football, it's Casamigos Tequila. I tell you this every week. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Please make sure you have plenty on hand for this week's eight games, whether it be on Yehill Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos Tequila. Nothing is better, and they want to remind you, please celebrate your NFL football teams responsibly.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
0: All right, we are back. Jam-packed last segment. We're going to get best of the best. We're going to get a final word. we got to talk a little bit about the halfway point, some predictions. But we got to start with the game of the week. I think it's a very, very intriguing game. I don't know that it's a great game to bet. Uh, but let's get into this deal. Best of the best.
1: This week's best of the best...
0: It is the Niners laying now four and a half, hosting the Bengals. What do you need to know? Sam Darnold's going to be your starter for the Niners. And they're still laying four and a half, hosting Cincinnati. Boomer, let's let's approach this now. Where are you at with this game? Where are you at with San Francisco?
2: Well, are you sure that it is going to be Sam Darnold?
0: Uh, that's what I read this morning. Now, how do you want to play this? You think Purdy's still got a shot here? I
2: don't think it makes a difference for me. I mean, Purdy could have a shot here. It's actually, I want to see Sam Darnold play. I want to see what he looks like with Kyle Shanahan and these and this offense. And the big question for me is, Trent Brown, is he playing? And, you know, is uh, Debo going to play? And is Christian McCaffrey going to be 100%? So there's a lot of question marks surrounding San Francisco. And this is what an NFL season's all about. And this is what we talk about. When you play, it's not who you play. It's when you play them. And mm-hmm. to me, the Bengals are coming off of a bye. They are relatively healthy. Joe Burrow is now going to be uh, unquestionably 100% from that calf injury. I think the Bengals defense has played really well over the last few weeks. Um, you know, they have really, I felt like, started to turn it on. But the one thing that I worry about with the Bengals, Mike, is they don't want to run the ball. They want to play Madden football with their wide receivers and their quarterback and put them in shotgun and throw the ball 45 times a game. When in actuality, if they just watch what the 49ers try to do, the 49ers actually do try to run the ball. And why is that? That's because Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan, always had the off-tackle run that was the staple of the offense. And it's okay if the quarterback actually gets under center 25% of the game. You know what I mean?
0: So let me ask: Who do you blame, though? Like, is that a Zach Taylor thing? Obviously, Joe Burrow gets a say in the game plan, and he's earned the right. Like, who do you blame when when a team look? And I've 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 said the same about Buffalo for years. I I, I don't know why these teams are allergic to running the ball. You're gonna get your your prized Faberge egg stolen here. You're gonna get your quarterback hurt. Who do you blame?
2: You know, I I first of all, I blame the injury. Uh, so I don't know how limited he was in terms of. His movement coming out from underneath center, maybe it was a little bit easier just for him to sit back there and shotgun and throw the ball from there and hand the ball off and not really put too much pressure on his lower leg. That that could be part of the issue. But I always believe that you got to start every year out running the ball first and creating an identity for your team, a physical identity for your team. And I always thought the Bengals with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan last year especially – They had that physical run aspect to their game, and it was one of the reasons why they were so good offensively because they were able to fall back on that every now and again. They have completely abandoned the run, and that's the thing that disappoints me because the Bengals have always been known as to have a good running team. So I would hope that maybe Zach Carroll goes back, looks at some of the film that they have put out there, and says, you know, guys, we have to balance our offense. And if they do that, I think they'll keep this game close. I actually think they'll win this game because I do think that they now can say that they finally have a fully healthy quarterback.
0: Yeah, the thing that scares me is, look, the Niners, that is a very, A, it's a very good defense and a very proud defense. I still can't figure out what happened against Minnesota, where you're allowing Cousins, who, and by the way, they didn't run the football, he goes 35 for 45. You can't get a hand on him. You got guys running wide open down the field. I, I, is it, there's got to be a bounce back for that defense, though. That's where I fear taking the Bengals here. Because now they got to go on the road. Niners have to be angry. And it is a little bit – it's a bounce back spot, no?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it is. But, you know, the Bengals are coming off the bye. Again, I still think this is a – these two teams are close. And I think it's a field goal game. And this is one of the reasons why I feel good about taking the Bengals. I don't know if they'll yeah. win a game or not, but I do like the four and a half points. If you told me it was going to be a three-point spread, I probably <sighs> yeah. would have taken, you know, I prob- first of all, I probably wouldn't have bet it. But the fact that it is four and a half, I do like the Bengals with that kind of number.
0: Okay. you see, that That is the best thing you've said. And I, I'm being serious with people on this because, obviously, we'll talk games and we try to give you some picks and have fun. Oftentimes, the best games to watch are the worst games to bet. I will tell you, I would never bet on this game. This is a game you sit down as an NFL football fan and you just enjoy it. I don't, something terrifies me about this line. Because Boomer makes a great case about this entire thing and you go, man, Bengals, I'm getting four and a half, I'm on the road, I'm off the bus. Why am I getting four and a half? Yeah. Why am I getting four and a half? Why, if, 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 and again, as I read this morning time of taping, that you were going to see Sam Darnold, why am I getting four and a half? The other thing I don't like with the Bengals, Planet Earth is on the Bengals. It looks too easy. There's an element to this. Sometimes you have the unquantifiable. And, I mean, Boomer, you've covered NFL for, what, 30 years, played for 20. The whole bit is, look, there's certain times in this league It's a bad idea to bet against a team, and when you're coming home and you've lost a bad game and and you you have this defense that's got a ton of pride, no, pride is not quantifiable, it just scares the hell out of me to go with the side that looks easy. No one's going to want the Niners. Nobody will touch them. They're radioactive. It's almost like every reason why I have to take them. This line – look, you know the commercial where, where the, the fisherman's in the store and he goes, I got you a dollar, and, and like he reels it away with the fishing pole? That's what this feels like. <laughs> that four and a half don't make no sense. <laughs> Boomer, you sold me completely on Cincinnati. There's no way they should be getting four so and a half, therefore right? Therefore, you're
2: going to take the 49ers, but I will say you were a little inaccurate on a couple of your statements. Uh, first What'd of I all, say? I'm only 62 years old. I didn't play in the league by 14 years, not 20 and I've been covering the league for twenty three years, not thirty. So also I, fair. I mean I so I there was some inaccuracies there. So I
0: Noted. So I have like
2: I've talked you into taking Cincinnati. Therefore you're gonna take the 49ers, is that what I'm hearing? It's,
0: yeah, we call this the reverse of the reverse psychology. I'm gonna <laughs> pivot and we're gonna go with it. I'm gonna go Niners. Uh, but again, boomer, my point is I would never bet this game. Yeah. Games like this where you and I could sit here and talk about it, and you make cases for both. These are the games you sit out. You just don't touch. Have some popcorn and just watch good football. All right. Oh, man. Do you want to go to the final word, my man? Let's do it.
1: Oh. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. The final word.
0: So I wanted to have some fun. You know, we we previewed the trade deadline a little bit. I want to do this two ways. I'm going to ask you about one specific player. Then we're going to get to some predictions we'll revisit in a few months. Okay? All righty. The player is Montez Sweat. Now, the commanders have been solid. I think surprisingly solid for me. Montez Sweat's name has been all over the rumor mill this week. He was asked about it, and he goes, hey, I got a job to do. I'm going to do my job. I can't worry about it. Two notes. A, do you believe Montez Sweat will be dealt? B, where?
2: You know, I I could see him being dealt because I could see that the Washington commanders are going to want to really start a rebuild under new ownership, and I think they're just kind of treading water right now, and I I don't think they believe in Sam Howell. Do you? Do you think they really believe in this kid? Uh, uh,
0: It's not a cop-out. Boomer, I don't know how you could form an opinion when he's on pace to be sacked 103 times this year, but noted. I, I will say no, but Jesus, could we give this kid a chance?
2: But here, here's the other thing I just want to say about that particular part of what's going on with the Commanders. He could get sacked 96 times this year. That's what he's on pace for, which would be like 20 of the uh, the record-setting year uh, that yeah. I think David Carr David had. Carr. Yeah. So, you know, Eric Viennemi is this offensive coordinator, and he's supposed to be a genius. He came from Kansas City. Have some answers for the kid. Don't put the kid in such a bad spot where every time he's holding on to the ball, you know he has nowhere to go with the ball. Or if he doesn't understand where to go with the ball, then who the hell is teaching him where to go with the ball and who is coaching him? So you know, I hear this Eric Bieniemy for head coach here, head coach there. He's the one that's yeah, getting the no. kid killed. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the one that's got to be held accountable. So yes, I think that Montez Sweat will be traded. I think that they're they're most likely going to lose this uh, this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you gotta start really looking at assets to try to rebuild your football team, which can be done relatively quickly if you have the right assets that you're willing to trade and you can get something of significance in return for them. And everybody wants an edge rusher. Everybody does. And he's probably he and Daniil Hunter, if he if Daniil is uh traded from Minnesota, if Minnesota loses this week, I think they would be the top two guys that would be on the trade list.
0: All right. So what do you think it takes to get Sweat? And then I'm going to give you a place I think he'd be perfect. All right. What do you think it takes to get him?
2: I think at least two draft picks, maybe a second and a third.
0: What about the Lions? James Houston's out till late November. We know Aiden Hutchinson's very good. They're in dire need of help up front and and, and a bookend to Aiden.
2: Yeah, because I don't think Minnesota would do that with the Lions, but I, I could see. No, they
0: did a draft night deal, but that's different. That's than, a different deal. We're dealing you a player. Yeah, this, I, I don't think so either. This
2: is a significant player that would that would look that would look great in a Lions uniform.
0: Actually, I just it felt like a fit, didn't it?
2: It does. You know, the other thing too is like I think guys like DeAndre Hopkins are probably being looked at right now. Uh, Oh,
0: every Titan is, no question. Yeah,
2: I think when you're looking at the Titans, you're looking at the Giants, you're looking at the commanders, of course. I mean, teams that are going to be realistic as to where they are and and where they're headed and the fact that a number of these teams are going to end up with new coaches as well. Uh, Now is the time to make those moves, especially if teams like the Lions are desperate enough to go get another pass rusher, which, boy, I'll tell you what, every team in the league could use.
0: Yeah, big time. Um, all right, so let's have some fun. We're approaching the halfway point. I need the final four. I need, huh. in a hypothetical world, the NFC title game, AFC title game. No one's holding you accountable to this. We're having some fun. Right. It's, it's more getting and figuring out who you believe is truly the class. Example, I don't think you can put Buffalo in the AFC title game. I think eight weeks ago you may have. So it's a fun exercise. Start with the NFC. Well, give, I, think, give me the, I still give me the, think it's
2: going to be the Eagles and 49ers. I, I still I still believe that. I still think that the 49ers went healthy and everybody's up and running. Uh, they're no different than the team that wiped out uh, San Francisco. And I think George Kittle made a little bit of a mistake with the F Dallas t-shirts after they beat the Dallas Cowboys because they haven't been the same since and they've lost two straight.
0: Yeah. I, I got, I honestly, I, I thought last week was a scheduled loss for the Lions. I thought that was like a Raven spot. Man, there's a world. Lions get healthy here. Lions could be a real thorn on one of these teams' sides. You're probably right with Eagles and Niners. But you know I'm not a big Purdy guy. I know you are. We both love Jalen Hurts, and Philly's a bit of a monolith. But yeah, it's the safe approach. i tell you the thing with Philly. Dude, Jalen Carter is already just an absolute game wrecker. Just a complete game wrecker. It's unbelievable. They just keep drafting studs out of Georgia. It makes me cry. Well, a lot, a lot, a right.
2: lot of teams could have taken Jalen Carter, but they didn't because of the car accident that killed Noise. somebody yeah. uh, before he was drafted. So I, you know, he fell into the lap of the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: All right, go AFC. Thirty seconds or less. Who's the title game?
2: Well, to me, it's Kansas City, and it's either Kansas City, Miami, or Kansas City, Baltimore. Right now, got to pick one. I'm gonna pick.
0: I'm gonna pick the Baltimore Ravens. Me too. I think if Miami gets home field, it's a different conversation. I'm assuming they won't. I I just – Baltimore is built for it. Maybe it's recency bias because I really like the way Lamar's played. Yeah, I'm with you. KC and Baltimore would be my selection too. The no, one listen, thing about Miami,
2: four of their last five are at home. So they got that, back home for Good them. point.
0: Yes. get hot late. All right, listen, that's the deal. We got a lot more to cover. We'll be back next week to do it all over again. That's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.